What it is, what's up, gotcha podcast in the cut, the uh, tell the societal podcast, um, okay, I can see my, I, I want to just check my mic game to make sure I was sounding good, uh, yeah, so, this is probably going to be the most nuanced podcast uh, I've done in a while, this is a topic that me and a homeboy did Kind of. Uh, I, I actually would say it's a precursor to not only the topic at hand today, but actually the entire issue that's been had today. Um, and not by just, I mean, this period of time, yeah, literally today. Uh, that episode I'm referencing is on my YouTube. It was done in a different podcast, me and my homeboy. And um, a lot of things we talk about, it's going to be towards the tail end. It'll be in a bio there if you want to check it out. I'll link it in the description. Um, a lot of things we mentioned there is stuff that's relevant today in this issue. And I mean, literally today, but I also mean culturally today, uh, we kind of, I won't say we predicted it because we were going through the drudges of it, um, when we were in high school as a reference, because it's going to be very important. I'm sure to people listening, I am 21 going to 22. I graduated high school four years ago. Um, I had friends male friends in high school up until 2019 so my connections with high school ended up to 2019 but that's still i think reason enough to have an opinion on this subject and my opinion is one of somebody who is trying to aid the understanding of the conversation versus um kind of have some weird gatekeepy you know like pedo opinion on this um and the relevancy of that will be known as i get to the segments and in doing that let's lay out some of the segments today this is gonna be a longer podcast episode. i'm telling you that right now but i think it's worth the listen so the first segment is going to be danielle bergoli bad baby um someone who i believe came out in 2016 i believe my last year of high school and I'm just going to give some thoughts on that person because um, it's relevant to the second topic, which will be the age of consent. Very, very, very contentious, I believe. But hopefully I can not um, fuck up too much in my wording of it, my verbiage. And the third will, these are all kind of intertwined, but the third will be mainly focused on OnlyFans, which I think is the primary issue people are having at this very moment with Daniel Bergoli. Um, and we'll get to that after the break. Okay, so you have Daniel Bergoli, um, otherwise known as Bad Baby, I believe let's see pull it up real quick her uh massive moment came i believe in late 2016 early 2017 uh, dr phil i think everybody knows genuine genuinely how she came up but fast forward um i guess now what four years she is apparently 18 uh, i haven't paid attention to her since September 2016, so yeah, four years just about. Um, actually, damn near five. Holy shit. Five years of 2016. Holy fuck. That's crazy. I haven't um, paid any attention to her since I reviewed her mixtape in September 2018, which wasn't... I mean, it was just... You could clearly tell it was ghost-written parts. It was basically like if you took some of the contemporary uh, trap artists of her... Um, similar to her age the Achilles and you know I more more center than than Killy a um a YB and Namir so to speak someone someone's that ilk that's kind of her age put some female spin on it and um make it come from a five foot Italian and you had that mistake wasn't great don't think I ever came back to any songs off of that mistake, as you would expect. Um, but 
you know, she was someone who was a musician. And I, like I said, I've not heard much from her in any way since then. Um, obviously, I haven't paid, paid any attention to her. But um, apparently, based on Wikipedia, she's kind of went to hiatus at points. Um, oh, yeah, December 2019, the boss breaks. So, yeah, she uh, she had an issue where people were, like, saying she was culturally appropriating uh, being black. She was, like, actually, like, like legitimately, like, several shades of... Uh, "Quote unquote tan," um, and then she had the box bird. She looked like damn near like black. Uh, and apparently, she opened her OnlyFans account. Her she turned eighteen March twenty sixth, so about five days after turning eighteen, earned one million dollars in revenue in the first six hours, including seven hundred fifty-seven thousand subscriptions. Subscriptions. Holy shit. 267,000 for message payments. And message payments, I believe... I, I've only subscribed to one person on OnlyFans, and I only looked at it about three days out of the 30 days that I've subscribed to that person. It was just somebody that I couldn't find a mega on. So I was like, okay, fuck it. I, I just want to see. And I looked the first day, and then I looked the last two days to make a mega of her post. And I have a mega of that shit. And I, I don't look at it. I just kind of post it to kind of sell it to somebody else. But I don't think anybody else wanted to buy it. So I just kind of, I don't know. It's just there somewhere. I don't even know where it's at right now. It's at mega, obviously, but I don't know where the fuck it's at. Um, but that point being aside, apparently you can, I, I think you can actually message people directly through the DM and service there. Um, and then five guys and tips. I believe you can request, request, I'm getting fucked up here. Request videos via tips i think that's how those work because i know it's like sometimes videos that are private but that's what i assume that would work okay so one million dollars um very hot she's been apparently trending on twitter about all day i've tried to stop social media it's supposed to be one of my quote-unquote mental health days for my uh college uh, i've been working doing class work on my mental health day thank you auburn um and you know, some people are very uh, uncomfortable with the idea of waiting for her to turn eighteen. Um, I think that's where I kind of want to like circle this around, because uh, you know, it's it's weird, right? There's a tweet. There's a tweet. There's a tweet I saw. Um, there's a tweet I saw by what well, the, the ad isn't Uzumaki Naruto because the, the ad is Gennaro Uzumaki. Let's not disrespect the goat Naruto with this, but it's a reply to Bad Baby's Twitter. Someone said, for like Pablo, original tweet, not just down bad is sick. Reply to that, sick. How about let us enjoy spend our hard e-s-r-n-e-d money on what we want to spend it on bad baby b-a-b-y it's cute and powerful i'm thir- <laughs> I'm, th- <laughs> I'm 38 20 years older than her and i've been waiting for years <laughs> i know he's just trolling um, <laughs> i'm 38 i've been waiting for years how about you get a job and worry about yourself i i, I think he's just trolling but can you imagine you not? <laughs> I've been waiting years. What the fuck? <laughs> All right. Um. So yeah, th- there's some issues that the main issues. It was a good, we, we've been around the bush for a while. The main issues predicated um on this whole shit. So she ha- um has been, you know. sexualized I would say since 2016 um there's been quite a few comments made about her body uh obviously uh what she wore at that time it kind of didn't really change what she wore but just you know became older um and a lot of people would say a lot of people that probably subscribe to her shit 
people that are probably defending following this woman's and her actions for so long on a you know sexual manner would say that she's conscious of what she's doing how she marketed herself and on some level is that is that incorrect no it's not i mean i think that i think that she's not an individual that is the only person doing what she did and that's something i want to kind of touch on later on in a different segment um simply put for better or for worse you could be a a lot of things you can blame her parents you can blame her handlers this is honestly god she's not the first female pop star to do this if you follow the britney and this is different people no no follow that different people but if you follow the britney spears documentary which i didn't but i kind of got the gist of it people around her created this boat of sexualized that she didn't even necessarily know was happening like when she was underage all that the media created this kind of trend that her handlers her, her label her parents probably her dad um and other people around her kind of fell into realizing that it was more profitable for her to be wearing whatever she wore i don't remember what the fuck brain spirits wore in the fucking late 90s early 2000 like fucking a baby but that's the that's the situation back then and we've had pop stars in between now and then that have faced similar situations uh i think ariana grande would be a noticeable one definitely not to the same level of britney spears and um has not put herself in the same situation as i think to some degree now i'm not saying that this is all bergoli but i think it would be remiss to say that between some of the provocative instagram posts that the the girl has made over the past couple of years that she's not aware of what she's doing and i think the appeal that she tried to create at a point was that she was not under control of handlers of label people of yada 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 blah 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 and just me playing devil's advocate here i i i think that a certain subsection of people and there's some that just don't care they were just straight up pedophiles right but i think a certain subsection of people and I'm not necessarily knowing what age, you know, I mean, it could be 15, like her, or 20, or 25, I don't know. But I think they viewed her having such a stance um, as she did of being an individual, of being open to being sexualized, and they ran with that as a mental... Um, what should I say? Uh, uh, get out of jail free card. I don't know. Something like that. Something to remedy their own justification. Just to, just to justify. That's basically what they were doing with that justification. Um, and again, I'm you know, playing devil's advocate here. Um, I, I honestly got in situations like these. I don't think the majority of people, one way or the other, like males, females, whatever are actually truly pedophile. I think there's a big chunk of people that were pedophiles. And I think there's some people that just... I think I think all the people that sexualized her were pedophiles. Let me say that. But I think there's some people that didn't look at it as an age thing, if that makes sense. Um, because of how much she carried herself as an independent person that doesn't justify it again that doesn't justify that at all but that's how i'm kind of viewing it um it's problematic right to to to, to carry that because i mean this she was 13 i believe when that dr phil should happen and she's pretty much been you know wearing the tank tops and all that shit and you know doing the various um ig lives i think she's you know kind of I think I've seen a couple that like I've turned on YouTube and then Instagram 
when I did, I followed her like in 2016, 17. I'll be, I'll be lying to you. When I was a minor, I was following Bad Pagoda. I was a minor for quite a while, you know, but at the same time, she was relevant. Um, and yeah, definitely provocative shit. Um, but uh, I, I, uh, I think we all, me, me and Clint, I think we all have to be transparent in, in saying that no matter what a girl, woman, in between looks like you know age is age like you could go on instagram and at the end of the day she could wear whatever she wants to wear but you are the problem if you are sexualizing it if she's wearing if she's wearing a tank top if she's twerking whatever if she's not the age of consent in whatever your country is i mean it'd be it'd be remiss for me to tell like french people i think it's 16 over there but hey change to our standards and our number because the thing about the age of consent is that it it shapes the norms onto which people view relationships in that respective country and it would be remiss like it'd be almost like a religious thing for me like to tell like some people that have like 20 years old to be like hey you're too prudish for having that 20 well, they have different norms. So I, I think that I've always looked at it like this is an American person, American produced female, so we're abiding by 18. And if it was a French person, then, you know, maybe we adjusted there. If it's somebody that's, you know, more up, like 20 years old, then we, we do it like that. And typically, the way a female is both parented and carries herself is that the age of 18 is how she is an adult and i think i'm gonna tra- finally make a transition here um i'll take i'll take a break before i actually do it but i'm gonna take that transition to talk about the age of consent and how because of the lack of walls with social media I, the biggest thing i'm gonna blame it on is that men have gassed up women predatory men have, have gassed up women not women girls have gassed up girls into thanking their women and amplifying something that, that was always there pre-social media there were still girls i can tell you this just because i you know live in a very small town that is very cyclical in that fact that a lot of the women there were girls at one point 16 15 popping out kids 13 14 popping out kids because they wanted to be women before social media ever happened and their kids before after them end up like that their moms before them were like that so it's not that this wanting to be quote-unquote a slut um which is another another fact i even think about but wanting to be a slut wanting to be a little bit thoughty wanting to be a little bit risque wanting to feed into the attraction of older men who are predatory being predatory towards them all of those factors which is amplified with social media and the lack of walls and the lack of parent not parenting but yeah i, I would say parenting lack of parenting lack lack of uh watching lack, lack of overseeing so that's that's the main thing i want to touch on the age of consent one another one is we have to really put down our foot on the age of consent and how we view it and how we view it in relation to other ages that are major in american culture because as i've already understood it uh talking to other people from other countries the age of consent in this country gets a lot more of a focus in how we view you know girls it doesn't really matter as far as it goes to boys for the most part as you can see i, I think if you're a kid i mean a lot of, like 99 percent of males when they're like 15 16 if you offer them chance to have sex with an older woman they're taking it 30 times out of 10 that's a one percent or 10 percent that wouldn't and they deserve to have their you know rights you know respected i mean if you don't want to have sex with an older woman you shouldn't have to you probably shouldn't period the same way you shouldn't if you're a, a younger girl with an older man you shouldn't but i think that it's just a it's just a, it's against the norms it's mores 
it's just different on one gender than the other. As a guy that was a very horny teenage boy, we live in a town of a lot of horny teenage boys. The game was the game, so to speak. Um, <laughs> um, so I, I forgot what it, oh yeah, the um, cultural differences. Yeah, so I'll try to touch on that a little bit. Again, I don't know everything about every other culture, but I do know how American culture is viewed in this subject. So try to touch on that a little bit and uh, let's get to the break. I am the dry cell right now. I'm a fucking idiot. Nothing does not have to fucking change this shit. All right, verse two, verse two. Um, again, precaution. I am on the side that this woman, now a woman, should not be sexualized. Back when she was a kid. But I am of the opinion. That due to the culture, the way we've set up things. In this country with the age of 18. If people do. They. To me they do. I I don't. Have any interest in this woman. More than I had before I found out she was 18. Or after she was 18. I I just don't really care about. Bad baby. But. At the end of the day. She is what we considered a woman there. And I think this is a problem in this country it's more than just in a sexual manner too if you look at boys going to be a man at 18 for the most part people will consider a man to be somebody younger than 18 depending on how you're raised my uncle was pretty much considered a man by like 15, 16 had you know multiple jobs was supplying his own means of income for the most part stayed with my grandma and my uh, mother and you know, they were you know good family but for the most part he was you know had his car figured out um you know had multitudes of um like you know most of the things that you have a dad that kind of like help you kind of guide you through like that's kind of stuff he was supplying for himself so i mean this was somebody that had his you know two feet in the ground he was somebody to be considered a man by all qualifications of being a man in this country. But the same thing applies to my mother for the most part. My mother also was in the same situation. And I don't think that anybody would have, even though she was a very independent person from Jump Street, considered her a woman until she was 18. And I think it's a multitude of lapses in how we view age as it's related to actual mental maturity um it's problematic in a few different ways um we have situations in which like you know in in some countries I, I think that I think they messed up in that they don't seem to have any respect for women or girls just the female gender period um and that leads to some countries like I don't know specific countries in the Middle East, but some countries in the Middle East, from what I've been told, are like at like 12, 13. And it's like the only thing that you could even consider arguing arguing would constitute a 12 year old being a woman is that she can typically reproduce by that point. But there's no other way that could make that not disgusting. Like even that's disgusting. Like even think about producing with a 12 year old is disgusting. That's just awful. Like that's one of the worst things. I know I said I wasn't. I'm not spitting on their culture. Don't don't get me wrong. Like I'm not. There's be some beautiful Middle Eastern, Middle Eastern countries. I don't even know which one specifically. I just was told one. I believe the other day. I forgot which one it was. But yeah. But that's not. I would say by mental, physical, emotional, all like the qualifications of being a woman. That's a that's a whiff. That's not a woman. 
and I need to do some reading on to why 18 is the the god we have in this country. And I think in some states, I don't think it's I think it's, I think it's 16 in some states. It's 19 in Alabama. But the thing is, no one gives a fuck about it being 19 in Alabama, except the courts. So it's like you know, I, I, is it a systematical thing, a systemic thing? Is it a is it based on behaviors? I don't know. And I think that I don't know that sliding scale in that spectrum is where women have been taken advantage of by men and where men have felt justified in doing that. Not women, but girls. Men have been justified in doing that. Because for some men in some states, they see a 16-year-old, and I don't know if it's... Let me see. Let me actually make sure of that because I don't want to be just talking about my ass. Age of consent in every state. I know there's at least one where it's 16. Yeah, so... Oh, it, it is 16 Alabama. I thought it was 19. I always heard that the age of consent was... Oh, let me see. Alabama, 19. It's pretty good. I thought it was 19. It's 16. Wait, what? There's something... Wait. What the fuck? There's something big in Alabama that's unlimited in 19. Is, I, I know that tobacco now is, but that's fucking crazy. I thought it was like, hmm. Anyway, okay. I was always told it was 19. But uh, yeah, so, well, I know your, I know your, um, your driver's license has an under 19 until a certain date. But yeah, anyway, um, I think the sliding scale in, in uh, even in, amongst the states in our country, um, a ton of the ones in the South appear to be around 16, uh, which is unusual because I would have thought most of them would be around 18. Um, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's bad. You have to have a standard. And I think it's weird that we don't have a standard. 18, 16, 18, 16, 16, 16. That seems to be quite a bit about region two. Um, California is 18. Colorado is 17. Uh, what else is in that region? Uh, Hawaii has 16. That's not necessarily in that region. Uh, Nevada is 16. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know. So, I would say the majority of states in this country are 16. I'm just scanning through. Like, there's not actually that many 18s. I mean, just enough. Like, it's like probably 10, 11, 12. But that, that, that just reinforces my point. We as an adult, uh, internet culture is different than any country at this point. We have this idea that's been formulated by movies and TVs and fairy tales and bullshit. And, you know, some people have it based on real uh, experiences. And for some people in some states, it's going to be 18. But if you ask some people in the South, I would, based on what I'm seeing, you know, probably like, a 50, 50, 60, 40 shot if you ask somebody in the South. It's probably going to be somewhere under 18. 16 or uh, 17. So it's like... If you ask some 20-year-old... I don't think a 20-year-old should be trying to talk to a 16-year-old. At this point, it becomes more about, you know, just doing the right thing. Like, even if you're allowed to do it. I don't think you should probably should be talking to a 16-year-old or a 20-year-old. I just don't think that's probably the greatest thing you can do in your life. I think you should probably be looking for somebody a little bit older just because I don't know if you ever tried talking to a 16 year old once you get out of high school but usually the life that you were living at that point is distinctly different than that and even talking to a 17 maybe even 18 year old in high school usually they're still at a mental a way mentally different place than if you were like 20 talking to them as like a college you know junior or someone out of school for two almost three years so it's just like, I, I think we try to find a, um, a consensus on this topic where there's no consensus among states or countries. I think the age of consent, based on what little knowledge I have about the mental aspects, because from what I understand, women are for the most part formulated mentally around 16, uh, 17-ish, maybe in 18 in some case, I'm not sure, but somewhere in that general range of 16 to 18 um, and I seem to 
have been told at some point in my life that physically they also peak around that same range. Now, that's fine. Physically, okay. Like actual development mentally, okay. 18, 17, whatever. But it's about the emotional aspect. It's about the the, uh, the personality aspect. And I think that's the one thing that can't be quantified personally. I don't have any proof about this, but I don't think that can be quantified by science. I think a lot of people are a lot of women and, and men or future women and men, boys at that point and girls are not developed emotionally by 18 or 20 or 21 in this generation matter of fact i think if you applied some of these sciences to the millennial and generation z you'd have distinctly different results than the motherfuckers who went through the great depression and fucking world war ii they were probably a lot more mature um at 16 and some of us motherfuckers um i'm 21 i'm still like a fucking baby at times uh, and i've known people that are barely functioning at fucking 21 by the 22 about the graduate college forever and be lost in the fucking world those are people that probably i would say are not emotionally developed at this fucking very moment so it's it's so much subjectivity and and um my my walk of life versus yours that goes into age of consent and i i say all this to say that this sliding scale is going to make it to where some people might have felt okay at 16 years old, seeing Dana Bergoli, you know, do whatever she was doing at 16. I think that would have been, what, two years ago? Um, I, like I said, I don't know what she was doing in 2019, but let's just say, like, she was dating a fucking, I don't know, 19-year-old rapper. I don't know any 19-year-old rappers on top of my head. Let's say she was dating one. Maybe some people are finding it okay. If you live in some... if you, It's like actual direct correlation, I think, between... The lack of education, sexual education especially, but the lack of education in the poor one's area is to not as strict uh, norms with with situations like that. So if you lived in a a kind of shitty, uh, so to speak, town such as mine is, my hometown, there was quite a few relationships between people that had three years uh, different ages and one might be out of college or one might be out of high school while one still is in high school typically you know older guy younger girl but also goes into that and I you know was having a discussion a couple of hours ago is that my time is one in which people still actively not even in a sexual manner but still actively are friends and actively daily chat with people that are significantly younger than them my and is that not saying that's not weird it is in my opinion it's always been weird i've always been an outsider in that town so i've always looked at these as like a neutral outsider perspective and to me it's always been weird to see people that are you know about to work their careers for the rest of their lives or are deciding college you know life kids blah 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 families versus people that are sitting in fucking third second period at 10 a.m about to go get lunch shitty a tray pizzas uh made of fucking cardboard in an hour it's always been odd to me j- jarring disorienting that that's been okay in my hometown but simply put that's the facts of the situation um that's just how it was and a lot of the community in my town is centered around uh kind of families and, and people knowing each other and everybody knows each other but some people know each other a little bit more such as like certain black neighborhoods, uh, certain white neighborhoods and families, and those kind of transcend age. So when you kind of get to having two people that may be family, but then they will like outsource you to another, you know, relative of theirs that's a little bit older, then it becomes a little bit touch and go. And that was typically how those things go, more often than not. But just know this is the same hometown that has problems with incest. Like there's still cousins in my hometown that even though everybody knows each other, still end up accidentally, quote-unquote, fucking other cousins. So it's not the greatest hometown of all time. Let me just say that. Um, but yeah, that that's it's definitely a problem. It's a problem in that 
we really and this, this i think this is always the offense i have when we have a discussion on the internet versus real life i can tell a lot of people clearly like don't have much real life like conversations with people or just observe their own surroundings very much they're kind of stuck in whatever they're in social media fucking maybe their own friend group i don't know but like this happens more often than not i mean a three-year rule is very common in real life and it's one of those things again where like should it be no but it, it just is like people act like these bad instances such as someone maybe fucking with Dana Bergoli, like liking how she looks and all that shit for like two years now, like 16 to 18. Those are things that happen, but not necessarily maybe waiting for the age, like 18, but like liking a 16 year old and like officially putting on rap at 18. Like I've seen those happen in multitudes of towns. You know, again, I live in Alabama, but you know, I mean, it happens. It happens in other towns too. Like, if you just talk to people, if you just talk to people, they will tell you those things happen. I'm not excusing it. I'm just saying, people act like these things are atrocities that like don't happen ever. They do on the daily around you. Now, what what's the relevancy of that? Relevancy of accepting that, or or at least being cognizant of it? I would say it would make it where like you kind of aren't shell shocked by it which i think we shouldn't be i mean it's like, I, I think we should try to prevent that stuff but we shouldn't just you know treat like a you know you start treating things like a taboo it actually becomes more appealing to some people and uh andrew schultz who it's probably like the word last part i should be quoting and trying to you know prevent uh social evils but he had a he had a good um a good quip about fetishes and how we as society, with how little we talk about sex and shit like that, we have pretty much demonized fetishes, which has made them in turn cool. You can also say reflecting this shit like Satanism, Lil Nas X, um, fucking certain rock acts back in the day, Tyler the Creator, Essentacion, blah blah blah. Uh, sexualizing and, and uh, making you know banning things makes them in turn more attractive. Calling things a fetish or a kink makes them seem different and, and cool you know you don't call missionary kink that's just some shit people do like that's boring but trying to fucking flip a bitch on the side and like fucking while like doing a, a fucking full bell uh a damn fireman's roll or some shit you know that that's fucking that's pretty fucking cool i mean that that's unique and unique is what people kind of get out of you know being that 16 year old that's talking to a fucking 19 year old you have to make that not appealing. You have to make being bad baby not appealing. This is a solution to, you know, this whole little story. You have to make being that fucking kid that matured early not attractive to be a bop or a thought. You know, and that's not the biggest problem. The biggest problem is you shouldn't have people sexualizing those kids that do end up maturing fast. That's the biggest problem. I don't, you know, whatever age you are, that, that, that shouldn't happen. But... I think it's a parenting lapse too. I, I that's all I want to say. I don't know how you stop pedophiles, and I would hope that they, if the pedophiles didn't exist, it wouldn't matter what type of sexualization girls are doing. But I also think that that's a problem too. Not nearly as big. Again, not nearly as big. It's blame the victim is not something I intend on doing in this podcast. Don't get me wrong. But I think parenting has become so hands-off. And I, I talk to a lot of older people that agree with this. So this is why I'm, I'm kind of giving this opinion. Because this is what I've heard from real life people that live a lot of real life life. Parenting has failed in, in this in this bubble, in this, this, this category. And uh, I would like for that to kind of improve. Because if we can get that right, then we can really really ostracize the pedophiles kind of put them out there because they don't have any victims and they're really reaching really doing freaky creepy shit to kind of get their nuts their rocks off and you know you can, if you can do that really wrangle them up you can you know, go from there but to conclude i think bad baby's parents failed her failed her most of the times but it certainly with allowing her to post the things she was posting in that period of time 
but even more importantly i don't believe people should be sexualizing around that time and unfortunately you know with 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 minute sexualization like you know she was coming out wearing the tank tops and people's like oh yeah yeah, 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 let me see this let me see that you know she started doing you know her and molly trevejo um was also very popular at the time i believe um started doing like you know these fake lesbian scenes and all that shit not scenes but like you know fake lesbian shit people start eating that shit up and she you know i think later on she started twerking you know and that people ate that up so it's just it's, it's a it's a constant it's like a um it's a it's a negative feedback loop you know she has this thought to do this shit that she's seen older female or you know older female people that you know can do it. i mean they're old they're women so you've seen women do the shit that they were doing as far as twerking all that shit people eat that shit up and then you know i guess she kind of feels like she's the woman at that point so they keep on bigging up and pushing to do more shit that's how we got here that's how we got to only fans and that's the last thing i want to touch on is the feedback loop between only fans and how it's i think affected the 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 future of the youth and people are gonna hate this part like if you don't if you don't hate the second part you're gonna hate the fucking third part because i'm gonna really lay into to my own experiences as a person at that point I'm just, I had to interrupt with this. Um, I don't. I'm, I'm very um, very saddened by this because it's just it's a confirmation bias thing. For a lot of people, not necessarily for uh, me, but a lot of people, a lot of people view um, Lil B the base god as not a pedophile. Um, weirdo a little bit. And uh, Daniel Bergoli, I'm gonna read this verbatim because I, I feel like I kind of have to. I fuck a little bit for most of my life, like half of my life, I fuck a little bit. Um, so it's kind of odd. It's hard to protect him or, or you know, defend him. sometimes when people have these allegations against him, when I see him retweet something like this, I'm really double down on the fact that maybe I'm doing the wrong thing. Quote: I'm spending three hours every night responding to OnlyFans DMs. I'm gonna really do it. I don't really be sleeping anyways. Retweeted by Little B. Um, I don't know why Little B retweeted that. That's not. Uh, that's not kosher. That's. It's not great. Little B, I wish she didn't. I wish she didn't do that. This is this isn't a, a little B exposure podcast, but um, I wish Little B didn't retweet a freshly eighteen year old talking about. <laughs> someone said, so, <laughs> someone said retweet. So, so type in Little B on Twitter right now. Someone put Lil B got one more time to put the odd shit on my TL, man. <laughs> Why is Lil B retweeting bad baby only friends to my timeline? Unfollow Lil B for putting that bad baby shit on my timeline. Like, I don't know. I don't want to see that shit. That shit's weird. Lil B is gonna have to get canceled pretty soon, I'm pretty sure. Uh, you know, I, I gave him the foot shit. That was fine. You know, he was for the most part he was talking to here, here let me describe this because i'm not gonna have any instances where i want to talk about this the way little b's uh foot shit works and I've, i this is some as somebody who's gotten the tweet before i'm gonna tell you how it works there's there's suggested accounts that i think he has someone run that account like that that account and he's doing the foot shit so essentially what someone does is they send that copy paste and it is a copy paste uh, the one i got was very similar to the ones that most people get i think it might be slight derivatives over time but pretty much the same 
um what they do is they just send those suggested accounts and you know he follows so many fucking people um i think it's usually people that he already follows that get the uh, message but he, he he sends those out they go to people and long story short you know it's not the greatest thing because it happened to be sent to quite a few underage people um but i i know for a fact he doesn't vet like the actual age of those people i think he just sees like a picture sometimes just a gender like literally the kind of guy I sent to was not that of a females but i think that between the gender that was on the twitter i think he kind of assumed it was a female if that makes sense This is a little bit podcast, you know. Yeah, it, it typically would be, but this is a little bit podcast right now. So OnlyFans, I've been riding the pine kind of, you know, both ways recently on this episode. But you know, I'm just put it, put it out to you the way that I'm gonna put it out to you. OnlyFans is bad for underage people, not not just girls, not just boys, underage people. I'm going to tell you why it is using things that came before OnlyFans. The slippery slide thing I was talking about with guys progressively getting more enamored with women that are underage. The same concept in reverse applies to women's ability to essentially sell themselves. Um, when I was coming up, it was at the very tail end of my, my time as a minor. But we started having things pop up, such as Patreon, which, as I think I heard today, has 16 as the age where you can sign up for that. So Patreon, CEOs can sign up for that. They did not have OnlyFans yet. That was not a thing yet. They had, um... Goddamn, what was it called? It was... Well, they had that um, that live streaming one, uh, uh, Periscope. Periscope, you I believe you could. I think it was somewhere you could pay for to like send out Periscope. You could like limit them with uh, uh, a, a, a money amount or some shit like that. I, I believe, if I remember correctly, there was just popping up paid snaps and paid twitters. Essentially, where you had locked accounts on two pro- platforms, which were very popular at the time for uh, nudity. Um, and essentially you would promote the paid snap or Twitter, usually through an Instagram. It's like you spread that out. So the means of getting paid under the table were becoming a lot more numerous. Um, and then we started having shit like, you know, Bitcoin, people really, really using it, but you know, Bitcoin, shit like that started popping up. Uh, and even more popular, Amazon gift cards, um, and the ilk where they could be transferred into other means. Wishlist, Amazon Wishlist was another big thing. Um, so these were all things that were coming available to, to women at, you know, 16, you know, 15. Pretty much whenever they want to start getting to it. And then, you know, as I was pretty much heading out at this point, you know, like an adult at 18, uh, this would be 2019, uh, we get TikTok, which open the door onto which you could never really close it back to uh oh and reddit reddit was another big one reddit yeah definitely reddit uh for attracting more potential viewers usually by the time that you know some of these e-thoughts which let me put it to you like this a lot of e-thoughts were stopped multiple times from selling what they were trying to sell but found ways around it maybe i'm honestly got hypocritizing what i was just saying you know just a segment ago but these were women that were actively girls girls are actively trying to sell themselves on these platforms and were stopped multiple times um you know if i go back to the podcast i was talking about um the names that were popular back then uh, were Maddie Maroney and I believe Barbie Doll Lauren, I believe. Um, those are popular names at that point. And 
those people have been stopped multiple times from selling anything. Uh, banned. Apicius, another big one. Uh, Apicius, I believe, is 18. Marty Maroney's 19, I believe. Um, stopped multiple times from selling anything. And they kept on going, you know. And then they kind of used translate kind of their Instagram platform into TikTok and Reddit. Uh, kind of control the narrative from there. And were able to drum up a ton of you know guys over the past you know two years two three years to where they became of age and make only fans and all that shit they have very you know popular only fans mighty maroney look up mighty maroney very big only fan look up pissius very big name um those two have been around i think multiple famous individuals and rappers and i'm not trying to expose anybody but like i'm just saying they've been around very famous people um so yeah, I mean, it's, it's a situation to which the commercialization of one's body, which is perfectly fine as an adult, has essentially trickled down to these women that have matured early, or girls that have matured early. Um, and it's not only, I think, um, sapped some girls of their, I think, innocence and youth, but it's also made boys and I think as you would expect a very creepy man into also getting to the lane of expecting women to be selling their bodies by any age because that's what is happening for a certain few this, the woman I'm describing the first part of the segment or not the majority by any means first of all it's not that many well there's not that many girls that could sell their body it's just point by period but the ones that do the ones that do are usually put in such a weird situation with parents and all that stuff that they kind of fall through the, the gaps so to speak they get in a bad situation in which they are able to, to do that and unfortunately, you know, they don't have anybody looking out for them. Um, and it's sad, you know, it's a very sad tale. Um, but those are a minority of, of girls. The majority of women do not, majority of women and girls do not want to sell their bodies. And they should be respected for not wanting to do that. I don't care how thick you are at whatever age. If you don't want to sell your body, if you don't want to make OnlyFans or Patreon or private Snap or whatever, you shouldn't have to. That that's not what you should. And you shouldn't feel pressure to. I, I think the biggest thing I want you to take away from listening to this part is that women, I think, are being pressured to now because of the money being made, because of expectations from younger and younger boys. Because I, my brother's like 11 years old. He knows about OnlyFans. You know, he don't know. He knows about that stuff. Um, and you know, they have social media. He has social media since like basically like six or seven. Hey, I mean, you look at Snap. Um, feed, look at Instagram feed, TikTok feed, all that stuff that I'm discussing is easily accessible information on those platforms. And the not even adult age girls or women yet are also on those platforms promoting their quote unquote product. So it's, it's, um, it's, it's, it's going to get worse, I think, if there's not a, a foot put down on this whole thing. There needs to be completely no means of someone under the age of consent to sell their body. That can't be. It, this isn't me specifically blaming all that on, again, the victim here. But there are a lot of gaps in the coverage that shouldn't be allowed. There shouldn't be a way for you. Okay, you say I don't want to receive money. And I think at this point I just do cash out because like, you know, I mean, as long as I guess you don't put, you're looking for this and that and cash out, you, I guess you get by. I'm not sure. I don't, I've never been a part of that uh, to know, but I would assume that if a female is looking to cash out in the private Snapchat, that probably is being used for that purpose. Um, and it has to be, it has to be more verification. That's what I always say. And I think, I think the step that, that Pornhub took in um, 
and cleaning like pretty much everything except people who were verified. I mean, I, th I think it was the best result available to them. I, there's a lot of shit from there's a lot of shit from people that are not minors that were on that platform that was good ass porn that I was never gonna get back. And there's some freaky ass shit there on there too that they should have been deleted. I think I think it needs to be better moderating on it because I heard there's like 11 moderators on, on porn like a team of like 11 people on there. There needs to be more money diverted towards moderating and towards educating. It all goes back. Here's the final part I'll tell you. It all goes back to sexual education. There needs to be an understanding. Not just a, a, a whooping or, you know, a stern talking to, but understanding given to minors, both women and men, that you should not expect a six-year-old girl to be showing her body on any kind of platform. That needs to be taught. Because if you, it's not, then it gets fed back to younger and younger spawn and generations. And I think I'll end it on that. You know, there's a lot more things I could say. But I think that if you're still listening to this now, you probably fucking hate my guts. You want me to fucking be shot or some shit like that. But understand, I'm not, I'm not asking for any female under the age of consent to be asked to do anything sexual or anything in that regard. I am advocating for not to happen. But I just wanted to explain how my walk of life has led me to this point where I think that we are so unaware of what's happened or intentionally ignoring what happens before some of these films become the age of consent. It happened with Molly Trevejo too. Molly Trevejo just was not as popular, I guess, as Bad Baby. So they didn't make as much of a fuss, but she, I think she... I don't, remember, I don't I think she I know she has only fans but I don't know when she made it but she basically got onto the game just thinking you know I mean around the time she turned 18 I don't know how long like maybe a year maybe months I'm not even sure how old she is now I know she's at least 18 but I'm not sure how long it took her to make the only fans but the point being that she had the same come up as bad baby for the most part I don't know how well her mom is in her life but terms the same Instagram content and stuff like that and probably the same artists I would imagine with them two being so close together. So, I mean, we just kind of have to have a better idea. We have to be able to identify what these females and not famous ones, that's the most important, not famous ones, are going through at that age, what they're experiencing, what's pushing them, motivating them to do that, and then cut out those causers and motivators. If it's money, make them understand that you just you can't do that for money, you know? And the people that's paying the money, you gotta, you gotta get them too. You gotta, you gotta lock them behind something, behind a bar, behind a, three bars, on an island, whatever. You gotta get them out of there. But if there's, you know, some kind of attraction towards older people, you gotta make them understand that's not, you know, that's not the wave either. You gotta, you gotta take out, you gotta figure out really what's causing. Cause I, I, I think that it's easier to understand that pedophiles need to be getting and gotten but I think it's less people willing to have a discussion that there's something that's appealing towards doing this for a lot of these girls that are becoming women that have basically been plotting to, to do this after some years of mainly the ethos but these ethos what, what got them to this point right that's all I gotta say on that I hope people take this the right way like this isn't me excusing any person that has been on hands and knees fucking barking and begging for a uh, bad baby only fans. All those people are awful people. All of them. There's none that's good. And we can only hope that that a remedy is made. That's it. That's it for me. Um, I think it's the longest podcast episode I've ever done. I'm sure most people probably won't listen to most of it, but I hope you learned something from this. I definitely hope you don't fucking comment and tell me about myself that I haven't watched and listened to all of it, at least the majority of it, and gotten a feel for what I'm trying to say. There's probably clips you could take from this and think to yourself, oh shit, he's an awful person. That's not how I am. I don't have no fucking female contact at all. Just I have the driest dick inside of Alabama. 
It doesn't matter if you're 37 or fucking 27 or 17. I have no hoes at all. I have no women in my life. So trust me, I'm saying this shit's a fucking monk. It's a goddamn nun. Fucking male nun. It's just fucking bad. And, you know, it needs somebody that's more rational than the average person to talk about. But somebody's actually around the general age range of people being mentioned and talked about. Because you get to a certain age where people are a little bit too far removed from the... I think the the, um, the way that high school was worked. And you kind of start giving hackneyed takes of how you think... How you, how you used to think that girls worked when they were that young, but you fucking basically have, like, uh, dementia as far as remembering that shit. And you get, like, people that are actually creeps that kind of give it to a sense, and you definitely want to hear from them. It's, it's, um, it's a cycle. To quote JPEG Mafia, it's just a vicious cycle. Peace.